Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Technology Leaders. Lee Cantor here with Stone Payton, another episode of Atlanta Technology Leaders. And this is a very special one, isn't it, Stone? It most certainly is. I always enjoy Atlanta Technology Leaders, but I particularly enjoy it when we get a chance to visit with groups. And we have with us from Women in Technology, Miss Monica Thornton. How you doing? I'm doing fine, Stone. Nice to be here, Lee. Nice seeing you. Um, also in the studio, we have with us Bobby John. He is uh, with Band of Coders. Bobby, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't recognize Bobby because uh, you didn't have the tent card out. So I'm going to get you <laughs> your tent card. Okay. <laughs> and then we can then we can let Bobby talk. <laughs> So, Monica, you're with WIT. That's Women in Technology. Mm -hmm. uh, can you share a little bit about the mission purpose of WIT? Sure. Uh, WIT's purpose is to make sure that women who are in STEM careers in Georgia have a space or place where they can um, cultivate their, the right relationships inside of their companies to navigate their careers. So we provide professional development for women at all stages of their career, whether you're, you know, brand new and just been recruited. We have some professional development courses for you for that. We also have for you, if you're a first time manager, we have a safe place where you can go and learn those skills. Uh, and also if you're a manager managing managers, then we want you. <laughs> There's a place for you <laughs> There's there. There's a place for you there. And so we like to say that we provide uh, resources for women from the classroom to the boardroom. Now, is WIT part of a national organization, or is this an Atlanta organization? This is Atlanta or an Atlanta organization. There is a national or international uh, organization for women in technology, uh, but WIT uh, is a local Georgia um, organization that's been around over 28 years. Can you talk a little bit about the history? Sure. We started out, and actually people don't know this, but um, WIT is one of the founding uh, societies of TAG. And so we preceded TAG, and um, the thought was, and still there's a need today, that there should be a, a space again for women who are in these industries that you don't see a lot of women um, to have a support system that um, they can rely on, that they can have, you know, right. conversations that, you know, they may not be comfortable having in their work, their workplaces. And uh, so went along with two other organizations, uh, founded TAG, and, um, you know, who, who the rest the of catalyst? history. So the catalyst, there was a, a lot of great people who uh, came together at that time um, to, to focus on that. And I am remiss because I don't mm -hmm. know this uh, by uh, rote yet, uh, the other two organizations. But um, I do know it, Lee, and it's right there <laughs> in the back of my brain. But I, All right, I'll, but, I'll get that. But there was, was it... Uh, a woman who was the catalyst or was it? So it was a group of women. It was a group actually. of women. Yeah. And so, you know, it's some and of so those. They're working in tech and tech historically has been a male dominated. Been a male dominated area. Right. Uh, and so they come together and, and they're you know, like, they look, we like son. to hang out together. Maybe there's. We know, need to yeah. hang out together. <laughs> That's right. Because I know that you're facing the same challenges right. and issues that I'm facing. And by the way, how do you do that? Right. And <laughs> so at first it was kind of a, a support Kind of a support, support group. They were kind of helping each other, and yeah. then it kind of evolved from and it's, there. And it's evolved uh, to really be in a place. And, and in the last year, you know, I've spent the last year really trying to get my arms around the, the strategic plan for WIT for the next five years. Right. And where we have been a grassroots organization that was really a good kind of networking organization for women, we really are, we're stepping up our mission 
to, to really have more impact. We're really getting into workforce development, um, not only to provide, um, you know, kind of a ladder or a system for women to get into the pipeline for these jobs, mm-hmm. but how do we keep women uh, in these jobs. We've seen that women historically are leaving STEM jobs, you know, 56% of them when they reach that 10 to 20 year period, what's happening? Right. Um, what can we do about that? How do we get them to stay? Because they're not staying in enough numbers to have the kind of impact to be the decision makers at companies to bring other women in. So who's going to hire your daughters and our right. granddaughters if the women aren't there uh, to make to you know to to make sure that 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 happens now is it uh, is some of it because that at that juncture in their life they're having kids yeah. and then they're kind of pulling back from industry and working maybe some of it is that and you know what we're what we're finding though is even when women make that decision to step out to have kids many of them do it reluctantly they right. they you know they feel forced to have to make that choice that right. they're not in environments that embrace um, that work-life balance. Right. And so they're feeling like they have to step away and they don't really have a bridge back. You know, companies are not providing necess- the necessary tools to get women to come back in. And we know that it's a competitive advantage to have women at the table. Right. And so we, we, we know that companies recognize that and we know that there are some great companies out there that have found some solutions and what we want to do is help to elevate uh, some of those best practices, right? And share the best and share practices. those best practices with other companies to you know to give women an opportunity to stay. the The great thing that I think that's also happening right now is that men are wanting the same things that women mm-hmm. are wanting in that. And you know, it's 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 a good and it's a bad thing <laughs> that men have to want it too for, in order for it in to, order for women to, to benefit to, from it. Right. right. But it's a great thing in right. that, uh, you know, it won't feel like it's something special for women. Right. You're making special accommodations for women. Right. But it is something that we all need in our work environments in order for us to all feel whole. Right. Because um, you don't, it's, it really isn't fair that if you choose to have a child and kind of step away for a period of time, that you have to go back to square one. Square one. And then lose all that tenure and all that, you know, I know technology changes rapidly, right, but rapidly. that seems like <laughs> uh, a big price to pay for that choice. Yeah. And so anything that can be done, like you said, to bridge that and to keep them connected, I would think is a benefit for everybody. Yeah. And it's interesting because with the technology, is there so much virtualization where you can work at home and you can uh, accommodate a more flexible schedule than you could in the past, in the you past. know, 20 years ago where you had to go into an office or a factory or whatever or right. else the work didn't get done. So the technology is there. Right. And what what needs to be there to complement that is the will, the will right. of the environment to adapt to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is taking longer. And... Um, and in many of these, uh, you know, technology jobs, as you say, it's it's male dominated still very much, mm-hmm. and so it's it hasn't really caught up uh, with what the desire is, and we're hearing that we're hearing that from men right. as well as women. Like I want to be a soccer dad, I want right. to leave and be able to go and not feel like there's a guilt stigma or, or a stigma, right, or I'm getting penalized uh, at work that yeah. I'm not pulling my right, fair but I'm share. not pulling, right. pulling my. So when we all have the same values and the same goals, we'll get to the solution a lot faster. And I, you know, for wit, it is women in technology, but we realize that you know 
we're we're a segment of the population. We're not the full population, and we only want to be half. Right. <laughs> you know, we want we just want to represent our right. half of the population, right? And so we know that we need guys, uh, men, to help us uh, get there, and that you know we 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 want the women who are involved in WIT to embrace that it's great to have a, a great safe space for you to relate to other women. Uh, and those women are likely going to be your mentors, and that's wonderful. We all need mm-hmm. mentors, but you also need sponsors. And right. the sponsors are usually the men who can make a phone call, who can open a door, who can really have that conversation with you and tell you what you need to do to be in that room or to be in that next space. And so we're, we're also trying to create, create an environment where men know that they're also needed at the table and we have a seat for them too. Now, is there, is part of WIT like reaching out to these sponsors and teaching them how to be a spo- good sponsor? Is that, uh, that, that is certainly, is that, is that intuitive or is it's that? It's not intuitive, you know, it, and I, I think that that's for many reasons. Um, again, going back to kind of, and I, I say, you know, even in the way that we're playing as kids, you know, we start segregating our two populations, you know, on the playground. Mm-hmm. Girls are playing one set of games, boys are playing another, and we see that as we, you know, well, you as see we go it through in the life. STEM classes. And you see yeah. it in the STEM classes. I mean, we see it on golf courses. We right. see it as we adult play, you know, and so I think that, um, you know, it's hard to think that that could be intuitive. How do you coach girls? How do you, you know, how do you talk to them? How do you have conversations that are productive mm-hmm. and where that one party doesn't feel like you're talking down or, right. you know, like I feel like a girl, <laughs> you know. Um, right. You want to be inclusive you wanna, and that you want to give them the opportunity to shine in the best way that they can right and men want that they want to keep these women at the table they really get and understand the competitive advantage and it it, sometimes it's a difficult conversation that they need to have and we're trying to teach men those kinds of skills too so we in our in our how do you teach it is it a formal like a class or is it a mentoring kind of one-on-one it's a it it for us because we're trying to have large impact, it will be a more formal kind of class mm-hmm. setting that we would probably so have. So you go into large companies and say, hey, we have this uh, program. Here are some of the best practices. Here are some of the tools. Uh, and, and that's exactly. Do you exactly, do that here in town? There's that's exactly what we're. So you heard me talk about our strategic plan right. for so the next five years. So this is a part of our future. We're, we're trying to get to a 50-50 workforce in mm-hmm. STEM. Uh, by 5050, we know we're in good company. Google has also said the same thing. Right. So we're just like, yes, um, uh, right time for, for these kinds of conversations. And again, there are some companies that are doing it really well. So right now, we're trying to uncover some of those best practices. So at this stage right now, you're at the kind of discovery point where, discovery you, where you're point. just learning what are the best practices, who are the players that are doing this right and seem to be and kind of figured it out. And then let's capture some of this and then share and it with. Take it on the road, do a road show. So, have you found any companies here in town that are doing um, a good job, or are you still we know, too early? We know we're, it's still a little early, but we know just from some of the feedback from some of the women who are engaged with us mm-hmm. uh, where those uh, best practices are. So, yeah, we they do would have know, some, right? They <laughs> would know. So, we do have some companies, luckily. Uh, in town that, you know, have gotten it right Mm -hmm. and are doing it right. In fact, uh, Keisha and I work for a company called Meeting Expectations. They're the management company for our association Mm -hmm. with and um, every year, they're one of the best places to work in, in Atlanta. And being on the inside, you kind of understand what that really looks right. like and what that's about. So they're, they're one example 
of um, so how then you how get would it right. so you would work with the Bryans and then uh, you would work with the Bryans <laughs> and then kind of capture some of the uh, how and why they do certain things absolutely and you want to and see the return right, right and really talk about what that really has meant to a small company like that in terms of retention because that's the biggest thing the turnover whenever you have turnover and people are leaving and you're replacing them you're probably going to ha- pay higher right in the salary just the search. Uh, and as you said, with technology changing so rapidly, just getting them up to speed um, to to be able to you know step into the job is just you know challenging in itself. And when you have a lot of turnover and you that lose that institutional knowledge, right? That's the history, the, the history, right. uh, you can't replace that. Right. Uh, so how do we keep them? So now for you personally, it's been a year, right? About a year on the job now. It's been a year on the job now. So how's it been? It's been an interesting year. <laughs> you know, WIT is an amazing thing here. You know, I'm, it, I'm it sti- is. It it's one really of these, is. I don't want to say it's uh, kind of hidden away, but it's not as known as maybe it should be. It's and a it jewel. it does great work. It's a jewel. And, and what makes it so special are the women who roll up their sleeves and they really, you know, they, they give it. They work their full-time jobs, and then they come and they provide almost as much time and energy right. into making wit what it is. And they really seem invested in helping the younger generation Absolutely. kind of skip some steps. Get, there you go. <laughs> Fast forward the process Fast a little bit. Fast forward the process right? a little bit. You know. Right? Because they don't want them to pay the same price and make Ab- the same sacrifice if they can help it. That's exactly and that's it. really, um, you know, should be a, a kind of... To give them some accolades for that. And I think a part of that goes back to, you know, going back to our original roots and, and these women having that sense of feeling lonely in mm-hmm. these careers because they weren't seeing other women like themselves and and really not wanting other women to experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to let girls know that, hey, if you're in college and you're a sophomore and you don't have an internship yet, that's not good. Right. <laughs> like really letting them. Right. If you want to accomplish this, these are the real better... steps that you have to take. Right. And uh, so it really is kind of a, a jewel for both women who are, it gives them a way to give back. Uh, and for women who are coming along, it definitely gives them that support system right. uh, to navigate. Now, Bobby, uh, your firm, Band of Coders, uh, started out in Canada, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, is, the, is there women, uh, are there more women in uh, technology in Canada than in the United States? Um, I don't know country-wise. So we're in Toronto, mm-hmm. and I have noticed just Toronto being very multicultural. You'll see a lot of um, maybe the eastern countries, like where they have a lot more um, women who are taking math and science just naturally because it's very common back home. Mm-hmm. And so as a result of that, you see programmers, like I was seeing programmers 15 years ago, female programmers in my first company mm-hmm. that I started back then. And, and, and it, it was really because they had come from another country where maybe it was more accepted or... or More accessible. More accessible yeah. and more common. And so for them to be in engineering was like they've always wanted to and their parents have always encouraged them and their uncles and their aunts are like, yeah, you're good at math. And right. It was a logical path. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whereas here, there's still it's still not that logical path. Still yet, not that right? logical. We still want to typecast and, you know, put people in categories. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're still telling girls far too often that, you know, these careers the skill sets that you need to do these careers are hard. Mm-hmm. Math is hard. Science is hard. Uh, so what? Right, <laughs> you know, exactly. That's my, my answer to that. Is 
so mm-hmm. what? Anything that's worth having is worth working hard for. Mm-hmm. And because it's hard doesn't mean you're not capable. So you mm-hmm. have the aptitude. Let's change the attitude right. and get you to work um, because they're they're certainly capable. We're seeing that, you know, in terms of graduation rates. Uh, women are equaling men in terms of coming out with the, the degree. So we know that they are just as smart and capable right. of getting the degree. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're losing them either going right into those STEM careers. You know, they're not choosing to go into that. You know, right. their experience in college has done something and we're trying to uncover that so in a lot of ways we're still in the uncovery phase on many of these issues but we do know that women are graduating with those degrees we do know that companies are recruiting the women and what we're trying to make sure is that in that zero to five year you know period that the companies really create the environments where women feel like they can thrive and they can grow and they can learn Uh, And then once they have given that five to 10 years, that the company supports them at that point in their lives when they need to have both. Because you don't want to lose them again. You You don't want to lose them again. You battled so hard to get them engaged and keep them in there. Why would you want to let them drop off, you know, 10 years in? Right. Now, is there something that um, you guys do to uh, help the company engage with the women? Is that part of your... So we, Keisha and I were just having that conversation driving over because that, again, is one of the things that we want to start doing. We have really been talking to ourselves in this environment, like, you know, the women talking to each other. And we realize in order for us to really move the needle to get to the next place, we're going to have to have those conversations with companies uh, and to show them, again, what are some of the best practices, what's happening right. out there, what are your competitors doing, what competitive edge do they have because they're doing Because there's a real it. ROI on this. Absolutely. You know? Right. It, this isn't just a, this is it's a not nice a nicety. Good, right? It's a necessity. Right. Right. I mean, how can you just ignore half the population? That's silly. Thank you. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the numbers indicate women are going to be 65 percent of the workforce in the next 10 years. So if they're 65 percent of the workforce, but they're not in your company, what disadvantage is that to you? Right. So now how do you engage with the companies here in town? So are the companies here in town, you know, Atlanta and you know this Atlanta is unique in, in, in the way that companies not only come and set up here and do business here, but company leaders come to town and they adopt very quickly that, you know, you really need to be engaged. You need to be in community. Community means a lot in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of big things together. Right. Um, and so it's not a hard uh, thing to do or to accomplish because companies are, are, are ready for both the engagement. They're looking for ways for their women to engage in community. So they're sending them our way. And in a lot of instances, women are coming to us saying, my boss sent me here, uh, which <laughs> is great. To a meeting? <laughs> yeah. So they're coming to our forums, our monthly forums. Uh-huh. I mean, we have about 130 to 150 women uh, show up at the men and women show up at those forums. So monthly. what happens in the forum? So the forums, I would like to say that that they are a place where we can have open discussions about things that are maybe not being talked about in our workforce, mm-hmm. you know, where we can talk about how do you engage in difficult conversations? How do you, uh, what's like your what's brand? a difficult conversation? So if you are a woman who um, really wants to stay, you're at that crossroads and right. you want to be there, but you really do need to, you're, you know, you're expecting and you're going to have this child and you want to make sure that, you know, you're setting yourself up to come back. Right. And you, you, how do you go in and have that conversation and set those expectations? Like, this is what I need. Right. 
and here my plans I want my plans to include you right and what is our plan together a lot of women don't even know where to start to have that conversation is it it's, that they're like kind of intimidated I think it's intimidating to do that but the other one the other one is negotiating for a salary simple right. things like that oh, where like when you start when you it? start uh, I had a really great um, it was eye-opening even for me because uh, one of our panelists at a recent forum was talking about taking a new job she was being recruited for a new job mm-hmm. and the question came up at it as it always does in an interview um, what's the salary requirement and she was smart enough to say what did you pay the last person <laughs> who was doing this job and she said the person just they didn't know what to respond. And she said That's it great. really what it really came down to is, are you going to pay me less than you pay the person who failed before me? Oh, that's right. What courage, right, <laughs> to be able to have that conversation and to help women own that they can have that conversation, right. that they they've earned the right to be in the room. They have the right skills and they can negotiate for themselves. And you better do it then. <laughs> and, and that language, though, is helpful because having that language now when you share that story and the women are like that's a good line that's I'm gonna remember really that really good line because I didn't have anything to say I didn't have a good answer and before. that's the magic of wit right? that's the magic of wit we are the best place for the stories it is where women learn how to write their story they learn from each other what worked what didn't work right because it's one thing to know yeah you should negotiate and that's fine and that makes sense in my head but now I know exactly, exactly what to say. Exactly how to say, how to couch that conversation. <laughs> right. in an elegant way that's not, you Not know, intimidating, right. not threatening. Right, and I'm, what'd you pay the last guy? Right. There. I mean, now I have and a good knew? answer. <laughs> who knew Right, that, but sometimes you know, it is that it's simple. It's that simple. But if you don't know, then it's hard, and then you don't, you know, you're kind of avoiding that conversation. Right. Now it's like you're ready for it. You're ready for it. So you and come that, there with more confidence, and then you probably get that salary. I think you should come and, and, and speak. you should be a spokesperson for us because that's exactly it. That is the secret sauce of wit. You know, we te- we are teaching women how to have. And by the way, we're not teaching women uh, things that men don't need to know too. Right. Uh, no, that's so good advice it's for good everybody. Advice for everyone. No, if right? I ever go after a real job again, <laughs> that's what I'm you're gonna, gonna say. I am using that. You're I'm, using that, right? I'm telling my kid to oh my use that, that. So line. I go to these forums, these monthly forums, and I really do feel like I'm in a, a therapeutic session. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, that's great. That's a good one. That's <laughs> that <is> gold. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that's gold, and right. that's what happens, you know, for women. And so they keep coming back. We say that the forums are like the crack. <laughs> you know, and once that, you go to a every month in a restaurant, or where does it occur? Every month we have them at the Western at the perimeter mm-hmm. on the third Wednesday of each month. And so it's a breakfast. We get women in and back to work, you know, mm-hmm. before their day really starts. And so the, it's networking. It's some it's education. Networking, it's some education. There's always a panel uh-huh. uh, discussion. And so uh, this year it's been about getting women ready for STEM careers. Mm-hmm. So we've had a lot of good conversations around um, specific topics for those. And so we're right now in the planning stage and thinking about next year, uh, trying to be relevant and topical mm-hmm. as well to make sure that it's something that, you know, women feel like it's worth them getting up and driving to the sure. perimeter for. But that's pretty centrally located. Doesn't yeah. uh, Bobby and Band Decoders have a wit party room on the second yes, floor? Yes, That's right. We, we are ready. I was place. going to say <laughs> one of the... Are you looking for space? <laughs> what we are, you know, a part of, again, and I'm very excited about it because I have five years, you know, to really make an impact here in this organization. And uh, one of the things that we're really looking at is that, you know, we, we really have been face-to-face. Everything that we've done has been face-to-face but we're women in technology. 
technology? How do we leverage technology to take our content and Mm -hmm. make it more accessible to women? How do we reach the women in Toronto that may need these same, um, you know, soft skills? Mm -hmm. How do we take what we have and And deliver it and get get it out there and share it? So we are looking at either other locations where we can do WIT events. Mm-hmm. We're looking at, you know, other platforms where we can take the content and share it mm-hmm. out. And so I'm excited about, you know, where we're going. Now, a part of your uh, mission, I guess, is to connect with these businesses around town to get them engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you even go about doing that? Is, are you just use, leveraging your network? And we're leveraging our network. And again, you know, I get calls weekly from companies that are saying... So the companies are, the companies are really are hungry for recognizing it and they're there they know that the caliber of women who are involved and engaged with wit are the kinds of women that they want to hire mm-hmm. they know that the students that we are um that we're developing and we had a good story uh coming in about one of our uh girls of the year uh and what she's doing i mean just, just tremendous uh women with you know smart as you know all get out and just ready and so we're we're excited that companies are finding us and where they're not finding us you know we're finding them. <laughs> we're finding mm-hmm. them so now can you talk about like that first conversation the, like say that you contact somebody is there can you share what sure. maybe a company name and then what would what what that what that look conversation like? might and look then like. how it looked like when you rolled out actual activity with that company. Yeah, absolutely. So usually if I'm having a conversation with a company, and I'll, I'll give you one, Edge Solutions. Okay. Um, Julia uh, is has built a great company, uh, very small staff. And if I'm having that conversation with Julia, I'll go, Julia, what do you need? What's what's missing uh, inside of your company? What can mm-hmm. we what can we do for you? And in her situation, uh, Julia wanted to have some professional development. You know, she's hiring uh, young women, and um, they have the right skills, right education, but they don't have those soft skills necessarily to work in project project management, to work inside of teams. And right. where do you build those skills? And so for Julia, setting up an opportunity for for that particular woman to have, you know, that professional development, as well as Julia wanting to get the, her brand out there to be associated with WIT. So our our biggest two opportunities to do something like that would be for WIT Connect that happens in June or a woman of the year mm-hmm. that happens in November. So there's a branding opportunity where she might want to sponsor that event so that she, you know, gets that recognition at that level. And so really it's a it's a menu. We go in with the menu and we let companies decide where they want to plug in. What really is, it's it's really very special because at the end of the day, um, the companies are getting what they want. We're not selling right. them something that they right. don't need. They're really saying to us, this meets a need here, that meets a need there, and that meets another need. And so my menu is going to look very differently than NCR's menu. Right. Um, and we're able to have that dialogue with each company. Now, do you think some of the challenges that when a, a girl or a young woman hears the word technology, they think a programmer mm-hmm. and that that's the only job that's the in only technology? That's the only job, yeah. And then you got to kind of open their mind a little bit that technology means... Means a, everything. Now, if you're a fashion designer, uh, you've seen the Fitbit. Right. <laughs> Anything that, you know, you're making... Uh, to wear on any part of your body now has technology mm-hmm. incorporated in it. And so trying to op- trying to kind of open their minds to those and meeting them where they are, you know, letting them know that um, careers in broadcasting, for instance, are now, you know, technical careers. Right. And we all know 
as you're uh, pushing the buttons over there, that these are very technical jobs, but they don't really see that and understand that, you know, technology is a means of delivering, Mm -hmm. but everything that we're doing and what's exciting for me and the one thing that I think that resonates with young women is that they are solving the problems of the world through these STEM jobs. And once you say that to them, um, it opens up a different conversation and they're able to think about what it's almost like the Miss America pageant. They were asking the right question. What would you do? Right. <laughs> to, and that, that is what uh, that STEM does. Why. It's that bigger right. why. Uh, and we want girls to be inquisitive and ask the question why. And as long as you're answering the, asking the question why, technology gives you a way of yeah. answering that. Mm-hmm. And so making that connection for them opens up the world of possibilities. And then what WIT does that's very special, as I said, is because these women are looking for a way to give back, we have all of these amazing volunteer opportunities where women can sponsor a girl in their workplace for summer for a job shadow. Mm-hmm. They can sponsor a behind-the-scenes uh, opportunity for our young girls to come in and really see women at work uh, in these STEM careers. They can go out to the schools, and we do a job exploration where girls get to spend kind of a day with the woman uh, to sit and have lunch with her and talk about her day-to-day. And so we're giving them that real exposure to women who are doing all types of jobs uh, across STEM careers. And so we're, we're, we're hopefully opening up their eyes to many, many, many possibilities. Right. When you explain that STEM can mean everything from fashion to music to, to you know. even being a chef. I mean, now if you right. <laughs> if you right. want to be a chef, you better understand <laughs> chemistry, right? Right, and math. And right. math. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just making that connection for them, that it's not something that's above their head or so, you know, uh, remotely different than uh, what their aspirations are. Uh, and just making sure that they understand that math and science is really a part of everything that all the choices that you have out there that matter. So what, what can we do, Monica? Like companies like ours at Band Dakotas, where we're, we've been aggressively hiring women for the last year here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and it's a catch. It's like a chicken and egg. We we know that when we go to Georgia Tech and we go to these different universities and we ask, okay, where are the women graduates? They're not. There's not enough to there's go around. Enough. Right. And. And, and we know Wit's working on that and mm-hmm. trying to bring that up. But in the meanwhile, you had said earlier in the show, there's no women in positions to hire, to them, hire them as well. Right. So you've got this chicken and egg thing. What we're doing now is like I was talking to my recruiting manager last week after they had done the rounds to go find them. Mm-hmm. And I said, OK, let's start looking at programs where there are women. So business administration, communication, journalism, and let's bring them in and let's teach them technology because – like communication skills are, are useful. Are, so yeah. really what we do as a company is we'll have to hire some engineer and we'll have to spend five years teaching them communication. Now we're saying let's hire a communication major and spend five years teaching them technology. Yeah. Is there things WIT can do to help in situations we are, like that? Uh, you're so right on point. I mean, we're hearing that from employers that um, the women, like I said earlier, the women come with the skill set, like they have the book knowledge, mm-hmm. but those soft skills, the communications and business skills um, you know, they don't necessarily have that. Technologists are not really exposed on their, you know, so we're working with uh, the colleges and universities to try to anticipate what the workforce needs and um, making sure that someone is saying, you know, these are also skills that they need to get. We are providing some of those skills to women uh, through our professional development. Okay. Um, and more and more, we're looking for, you know, what is that, that, that secret thing that companies really need that we can provide? 
uh, and we keep hearing it over and over communications, I would say that sitting around the table with my board, I have two boards and probably 30, 30, 35 women, not the majority of the women are not technologists. They were in other disciplines and they came into the field. And I do think in some ways teaching the technology might be a little bit easier than teaching some of those other skills. And so, um, and that's a part of it too, telling women who are in these other disciplines that you can use that, you know, I heard someone say at a a forum not too, too long ago, that companies are not hiring marketing girls with marketing degrees anymore. You need to have a, you know, and I just thought about that and I just thought, boy, they're missing out (laughs) because Mm -hmm. that girl with the marketing degree has a real breadth of uh, what it takes to make people make decisions to, you know, to do a lot of those things that they're going to need inside of their companies. So I think on both sides, we're certainly working at WIT to, to hopefully give them the skills that, that, that they're not getting in their, through their education. But we also, what you're doing is so important going beyond uh, what's even the typical uh, hire and getting, you know, for me, I think um, it is time to embrace diversity in a way that is a diversity of thought, it's diversity of experience, and understanding how all of that diversity is a competitive advantage. Yep, absolutely. So now, is there opportunities that WIT kind of is the facilitator that brings in maybe several companies, like maybe Band of Coders and a handful of other companies and you guys, and then kind of brainstorm and say... That's a great idea. I'm going to take that. (laughs) Part of the five-year plan. (laughs) Part of the five-year plan. Adding that to the five-year plan. No, I think that would be interesting because they each kind of are looking at the problem slightly differently, but they're trying to help. And you put them all in a room together, you know, some magic might happen. So as we were doing our strategic plan, one of the words that kept coming up about WIT, and whenever, you know, those words kind of float, you do the big word bubble and you see the words that come out. One of the words that came out over and over is catalyst, right? Right. That, Mm. you know, people are looking at us to be that catalyst Mm -hmm. uh, to bring people together. And I can't say that formally we have been doing that, uh, but as a byproduct of bringing these women around. So when you're in a professional development course with for us, for instance, if you're in the executive uh, course, you're surrounded with women from Coca-Cola and NCR and right. Delta and Deloitte and all of these major companies. And so in the room, just by being in the room through osmosis, some of that is happening. Exactly. Where they're, they're having those conversations right. and going back to their companies. It's just organic. It's just and organic. You're the, like you said, the catalyst. The catalyst that is you're you know, the making reason that for happen. them all getting together. But can we be more intentional and about do it on that purpose, and right. do it on purpose, absolutely, and we should be. And that would be interesting. I'm sure that a lot of the companies would appreciate would appreciate that. that. And yeah. Especially though you get all the women together, and then you throw some companies in the mix. Who and knows so what will come out of that? We are considering a, a summit, actually, uh, as a new offering for are you WIT. Just making this up right to, now. I am not. I am not. <laughs> I'm not that good. <laughs> it's just things happen as they should. That's right. <laughs> you say it and the universe does provide. Exactly. <laughs> so we have been thinking, by the way, coincidentally, <laughs> that uh, we would do a summit hmm. and uh, that we are right now trying to determine what's the best use of that time. What mm-hmm. do people really want? Is there a track for, for you know, the women in our, our, our normal career you know, kind of cycles, as long as, as well as the HR directors, as well as the hiring managers. Right. Do we have a track where we can have these conversations and do some of that training uh, that you spoke about? And so, 
just, you know, luck would have it. <laughs> We've looked down the road <laughs> and great. see that that's a space for us where we could be and have some impact. Now, you mentioned some events that are upcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, are you uh, involved at all with, the? I know, the Mobility Live and the GSMA is having an event, a Woman right. Connect event, And we are we are involved as a partner uh, with Mobility Live. Uh, another, uh, you know, really important thing that, that WIT is doing and, and where we've really seen that we don't have to do it all, right? right? That there are some really great things that are happening. What WIT has is a brand and a voice and, 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 and a way to, um, to bring a lot of eyes and um, interests and a lot of great things that are happening. So mm-hmm. how do we uplift a lot of the great things that are happening in our community already? How do we bring the right partners to the table so that we're not duplicating? Right, that's um, what you don't want to do is duplicate don't effort duplic- and you don't want to have every single person have their own women's their own initiative. Women's initiative. When you guys have done so much of the work and have been around for so long where you can help them reach the outcome that right, they that desire trying to without get. kind of yeah. creating that, a wheel again. And, and that's a, you know, that's one of those places where, you know, there, there you can be some, little, you got to right. finesse that a little <laughs> because, you know, you, we, we have this organization of great volunteers who are just entrepreneurial and they're right. ready to go and do something else and do something great. You have to pause and go, here's something great. We didn't do it, but let's celebrate it and that's uplift right. it and, and you know, and let's all do it get behind it. Right. And, you know, so we are, we are finding that balance of what should we be doing and what should we be partnering right. uh, to do or to champion uh, that's happening out there otherwise. So, so you are involved in that group. Are, are there other um, groups that you're involved with? Sure. We are um, actually the International Women's Think Tank. We are involved with them. STEM Connector, uh, there's a movement for uh, one million mentors uh, that we're involved with them. Uh, so she was making sure that I got that. <laughs> a million women mentors. Got to get that in. But there are a lot of exciting things that are happening mm-hmm. both around STEM and around this this desire to you know to keep women in the workforce. And so we have a lot of partners through the state of Georgia. Casey Cagle uh, recently stepped up and signed a letter uh, to really push the initiative for uh, women mentors. We're hearing from girls that they want. Uh, to be mentored. We're hearing from women that they want to give back and how do we connect the two. Uh, On our foundation side, we are very supportive of organizations in town that serve uh, girls, cool girls, YWCAs, uh, all of the the robotics, first robotics. We're supporting a lot of the robotics team. So we have a lot of community partners. Tag Mm -hmm. is another great partner that we, you know, we we partner with to on things that make sense for us both to be doing. We're looking, especially on our foundation side, for the Georgia STEM Day to make sure there's an initiative for girls all across the state. So that's a great partnership um, with Tag Education to do that. So we have a lot of partners. Are there any um, trends in STEM that we should know about? Um, have we turned the tide at all? Are we headed like back in the other direction? Because there's a stats. Every time we have this conversation around STEM, just it blows me away. You know, Georgia Tech came out, I think, two weeks ago and said for the first time, you know, they've kind of tipped the scales where they were really hovering around 30% of their their new students being female. Uh, we've seen those numbers go up. They're about 37%. Right. Uh, oh, well, that's pretty significant. That's pretty significant yeah. for a jump there. 
Uh, so we know that anecdotally, I don't have the you know definite mm-hmm. stats in front of me, but we know that anecdotally, the whole the whole country is talking about this, right? Mm-hmm. And girls are getting excited, and there are a lot of partners, as you said, that are out there. The Makers Movement is another movement right. that are you know that it's getting the attention of girls and having them think about uh, different ways that right. they can and be uh, creators and be creators. Right. Um, so there's a lot of movement. I think that we are we're at a place where this is the time that we have to do it. You know, we have to turn at this point. Yeah, there's so much momentum um, right now. There's so much momentum, and in, in, in those of us who can take advantage of that and really leverage that will make the real difference. And so it's the time. Are the schools doing anything? Absolutely. I think, especially in the state of Georgia, uh, I know that the state of Georgia is trying to certify STEM schools. Uh, and their goal is about 300 schools in the state of Georgia to be STEM certified. Not sure what all the criteria is for that, but I know that schools are vying for that, uh, that distinguishment. And um, Jilled Alliance with the Department of Education is doing a wonderful job of educating our teachers uh, so that these uh, things are adoptable and easily adoptable. Uh, so I, I know the right conversations are happening. That's a good and of course, point. with the new standards, um, you know, we're trying to incorporate math and science and literacy in yeah. ways that, yeah. you know, hopefully will will be better. We'll have better results <laughs> from um, what they're doing at that level. Right. I think a, a few weeks ago we had a guest that said that they're replacing or not replacing, but they're adding coding as a foreign language. There is there is a movement. There is a I know TAG is involved in uh, trying to make sure right now, if you want to take computer science in Mm -hmm. high school, it's only offered as an AP course. Right. And there's a movement to make sure that computer science is an elective. Uh, just like foreign language, right. that uh, that wow. students have to take it as a as a right, requirement. Right, because they're mandatory foreign language that they have to yeah. take, and then they right. would be mandatory. It would be mandatory to right. get that computer science in there, and so there's a push to do that. You know, for me, I want girls to start coding. At three, (laughs) I want us to really change. I ordered the other day uh, the Lego set, the uh, Women in Technology set. Have you seen this? No. Okay, it's a phenomenal. So you have to go on to Lego because you can't get it anywhere. Um, They're offering it for $19.99, and the smart buyers went out there and bought every one of them. And now you can't get them. You can, if you go on Amazon to get this little set, it's ninety dollars, a hundred dollars, one hundred and ten dollars, and it's on back order. Yeah, (laughs) but just that one little change for them to recognize Mm -hmm. that we have to start playing different. We have to teach our girls as early as we can. Uh, I have three boys, and I can tell you, like they came out of the womb wanting to take things apart, put them together. (laughs) You know, am I getting dirty? (laughs) You know, Uh, and with girls, you know, I realize I have a, a goddaughter and. I was still buying her tea sets and dollhouses and, you know, just even the way that we we orientate our kids to playing makes such a difference in terms of them learning some of the soft skills or some of the the skills, I should say, the real skills that they will need to be good math and science students. Right. And, and to get them engaged. And get them engaged. And get them liking it. Like, it's fun. It it's isn't, fun. It isn't work or yeah. a hassle or so, a, they're mad about it. So in the toy space, you're seeing a lot of, you know, toy companies, you know, do a lot of um, creative things with their toys. Really go out there, get that Lego set. It's really cool. <laughs> um, but, you know, with my boys raising them, I remember getting um, that that oven every girl wanted to get. The Easy Bake oven. And I remember. That was for girls? It was for girls. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but there was a easy 
quake oven or something that was for boys and it was so cool because in the in that oven you were making these like slimy right, right. gummy kind of things and and that was really interesting like we get it for how to adopt right. you know our kind of toys for boys to engage but you we really haven't been doing that doing for girls, for girls. I mean they should be playing with trains and right. and erecta sets and you know building things right. and this tan- this hands on um, stuff that our boys get. And I do think that those skills connect to mm-hmm. the actual learning um, uh, things that they are required, the kind of thinking strategy right. that they, they need. And so I, I think we have a lot of room in this country to to get that right, and that will make a big difference. So now um, for you, it's a year, and uh, are you looking forward? What do you got ahead of you? I have a five-year plan. (laughs) Four more years at least. Four more years at least. I've got to get this right. Has it been um, a year in? You've had lots of jobs in your career. How has this been from a a standpoint of rewarding and seeing How fulfilling it is? You know, I'm very fortunate. I've had a great career. Mm -hmm. Atlanta's been wonderful for me. Um, and my last job, people know that I did that because it was purely legacy work. People right. are going to go into Piedmont Park for the next hundred years, and my grandkids will be able to say Nana That's did right. that. Um, this job spoke to all those things that was important to me mm-hmm. about really putting mission first and doing something that matters as a mom. You know, we still have to ask ourselves when we leave our kids and go do this job. Is it something that, you know, I can really justify? <laughs> I wasn't there because I was doing it, right. this. And that you have that kind of pride. I absolutely think that I'm just, you know, very, very fortunate to have another opportunity here in my hometown to do something that matters. And when you're we're connecting people to jobs that, again, are solving the world's problems, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel very fortunate and so very you, fulfilled. Uh, you wake up every day fired up? No, make- no. <laughs> <laughs> but I go to though. bed every night just checking <laughs> off. You know, that was great. <laughs> you know, it's a big job. You right. know, it, it, it's a big job. It takes a lot of energy. Um, there are a lot of moving pieces and a lot of, uh, you know, moving parts. And this year has been about building my team, too. Right. And so um, I finally have a great team in place. I'm very excited about uh, the women who are working. And we, by the way, we were we didn't exclusively look for women, but those were the ones that, um, you know, stepped up and, you know, are the ones that are on the team. But I'm very excited. I finally feel like I do have ready. my feet on the ground. Yeah, four years. Uh, to, to get it done. <laughs> so now what's ahead? These events are one thing, but yeah. what is any initiatives going forward? Yeah, so again, our, our what we're going to be focused on for the next five years, um, the Department of Labor is suggesting that there are going to be about 211,000 jobs in STEM in the next, you know, five years. And so anecdotally, if we do nothing, 30% of those jobs are going to go to women, right? And so we want to raise the bar and make sure that 50% of those jobs right. go to women. So we have real, it's a real, you know, game changer for WIT. You know, again, we've been this place that's really been about coming together networking. And now we're really talking about work, workforce development. We're talking about creating a pipeline, keeping people in the pipeline. That's a really different um, mission for WIT. And so that's going to take a, a different skills. It's going to take different people at the table, new conversations. So there's a lot of work to do. And so I'm excited about that. So now in the business community here, are there any companies that you would hold up and say, you know what, hats off to them. They're doing a good job and they've really stepped up. Sure. I, I, I would say 
they're the companies that are most successful. You can see it in, in, in what they're doing. It would be, you know, the ones that you would probably think of, uh, the Coca-Colas, the Cox Communications, uh, you know, UPS, where they really are looking at their women and trying to create this workforce and they're, it's important to them. Uh, and I would say if you look at how successful a company is, it tells you a lot about its employees and how they value their employees. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of them that are, are, are doing it right. We have a lot of good examples out there to draw from. Well, this has been a really informative session for me. Uh, I got a great line if I ever do go after. A, a we job all know how to negotiate yes, for the next job, right? <laughs> I'm invigorated and uh, instantly. I, I think I probably shared this with you, but it's been a while since we've mm-hmm. been together. I'm the father of two daughters, mm-hmm. and so this topic is very much very on my important. heart and mind. So it's been very rewarding from that standpoint. Uh, and I'm going to send Lego a bill. Uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I can't thank you enough for the work you do, for coming in here and sharing your story. Uh, Bobby John, thank you and Band Decoders for writing the check so that we can do this. Thank you. For underwriting You're welcome. The show. So Our pleasure. Uh, man, what a delight. Doesn't this beat the heck out of working? It does. And, and it's important that um, we give Wit the opportunity to tell the story every month or so that when you guys come on. And I hope you do come back with, you know, some of the businesses so we can really shine the spotlight on them to make sure that they get the recognition they that deserve. That they deserve, yeah. Because they're the ones that are, are kind of putting it in action. It's not just nice, that sounds good. They're the actual they ones understand. implementing these things. Yeah. And then they're the ones impacting the lives of women. So I would like to give them the opportunity to share We'd their love story. to bring them in. Well, good stuff. Well, thank you so much for being part sure, of the show. thanks for having us. And thank you, Bobby John and Band of Coders, for making this happen. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Atlanta Technology Leaders. Atlanta Technology Leaders is brought to you by Band of Coders. Band of Coders is a company of talented software developers who energize clients' projects and their development teams.